0: are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Late Hit Pro Football Radio. We're welcoming you back into week two of the offseason here. We hope you guys are still doing all right without any football in your life. Maybe you're checking out the XFL or excited for the upcoming USFL season, but we're going to be here all off season with you guys to help you guys try and get through this. So we're going to go through... Some hot-button issues, hot topics from the off-season so far since we spoke to you guys last week. And then at the end of the show, we're going to go over our state of the franchises for the Arizona Cardinals and the Indianapolis Colts. Our first topic we're going to get into right away is the Rams' release linebacker Bobby Wagner. Uh, He spent just one season with the Rams this past year after spending his first 10 in Seattle. Uh, What do you think is a good uh, fit for Bobby Wagner?
1: Uh, see a lot of interest in him from a bunch of teams. Um, He's in all pro um, nine straight seasons. Um, yep. That's pretty crazy. So yeah. it's hard not to be interested in a guy like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, But I also see Seahawks right now being the most favored to be talked about, <laughs> uh, bringing him back. So I don't know how true that is, but uh, I just see a lot of rumors around Seahawks, but uh, I mean, it's anybody's game with a guy that's as talented as Bobby. Yeah, you know, he's been his whole career. Um, I just, it's just going to be hard to predict who uh, who he goes with. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be money with him more than the best fit. That's my opinion. Um, I can't see him going back to Seattle. I just think Seattle isn't. He's he's been there most of his career, obviously, and I just feel like there's other teams that. That need a linebacker position more, and can take he can help take his team further. You know what I mean? Yeah. uh, I just feel like Seattle's not that team that he expects to go far, and uh, right now in his current condition, and uh, I just feel like there's better options out there.
0: Yeah, I think I honestly I do think Seattle would be a good fit for him uh, because they obviously they need the help on defense. But do you think like if if Dallas would happen to not bring back Leighton Van Der Esch and let him go to free agency, do you think they try and go after a guy like Bobby Wagner?
1: Yeah, I see a lot of Dallas talk, but it's Dallas talk and uh you know, <laughs> every every free agent or any potential signing for anybody, Dallas is always gonna swirl on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You can get Van Der Esch a lot cheaper than what you could get Bobby Wagner, obviously. Um Vander Esch has been really good, and um, he really improved under Dan Quinn. I think they'll do what they can to bring Vander Esch back, and I think Bobby's just going to ask too much for them, in yeah. my opinion. They yeah, have think- way too many other signings that, that that they already currently have on the roster.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Bobby Wagner, he's going to be a little bit too high of a price tag for Dallas, especially with all the other players that they're going to need to pay here within the next year or two. Um, I could guess. see Eagles.
1: Eagles kind of chiming in. They they like big splash plays last couple of years, so uh, they have yeah. apparently a lot of cap space coming up. Um, after they restructure contracts and stuff.
0: Yeah, the Eagles would be a good fit for him, and one other fit that I like to see him in is possibly the Chicago Bears, because I know yeah. they they have kind of been hurting ever since they let uh, Khalil Mack go. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think he would be a pro- possibly a good fit for that team too. But I mean, he, you could probably put this guy on any of these 32 rosters and it's, he was, would...
1: it's hard to choose where yeah. you think he's going to go. It, it might not, it might be the most unexpected place because everybody's going to try to try their chance at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, if, you're dumb could, if you don't,
0: yeah, he could fit on any team in this league and, and fit right in and be a good match for anybody. So, uh, we'll keep you guys posted on where he signs. Uh, Free agency, uh, excuse me, free agency starts March 15th, which is also Mm -hmm. the first day of the new league year. So uh, I'm sure that'll be uh, quite a busy day for the NFL. (laughs) Yep. All right. Our next topic is going to be about, uh, according to a report, Russell Wilson asked Seahawks ownership in February of 2022 to fire GM John Schneider and head coach Pete Carroll. And he wanted Sean Payton hired in Seattle. Russell Wilson has denied this report on social media. Do you believe he actually tried to get his GM and his head coach fired? Uh,
1: I do, personally. I feel like everybody kind of seen what kind of person he is um, yeah. outside of the cameras, you know, and uh, away from in front of the fans. I, I think he's a very self centered person. That's just my opinion um, from the vibe I get. He's. And the way. Um, Pete Carroll has thrown out like stuff on the podium about, oh, Geno Smith does this right, and Geno Smith does right. He just seems like he's throwing shots at Russell Wilson, and he's never done that before. So something definitely went down that we don't know of, but uh, yeah, I could see it. I don't, I don't see how you couldn't see it. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's definitely. I mean, we don't know hundred percent for sure. yeah. Uh, And the fact that he's denying everything, you know, makes you think that it might not be true, but it could also be true. And with everything else he's got going on this off season with the reports of his uh, charity, you know, maybe doing some illegal things. I mean, it's not, (laughs) it's not too far out of the realm of possibilities that this actually happened. So, and then I could see him trying to do something like that, but I mean, that is a pretty crappy move. And I don't know why you would do that to a guy that, was your head coach and helped you win a Super Bowl, but you know, it's Russell Wilson. Like you said, we've heard some pretty negative things about him. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't be surprising to me if this turned out to be hundred percent true.
1: And like you said, it's all, it's all rumors and speculation. Yeah. We really don't know him personally, obviously. So you can only take, you can only go off of what you hear and see and the feeling you get. And, you know, I like to make judgment for myself and I just don't get a good vibe from him.
0: No, I mean, like we said, he's just—he's that that cringeworthy guy. I mean, you've, <laughs> you've seen it. He's awkward. I mean, and I feel like that type of person is the type of person that you can't trust. He's going to try to go behind your back, and you know, stuff like that. So, I mean,
1: I mean, his own teammates aren't even allowed to have his his phone number. So, exactly, yeah. If so. that's if that's true, but it did seem like it was true, but uh, that's I mean, just
0: weird. He, Russell Wilson might have be denying this stuff, but the, the, the phone number thing, we haven't heard any of his, of his former teammates or current teammates come out and say, that's not true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody so, stands
0: up for him. Yeah, Nobody's standing up for him. So that kind of uh, draws a few red flags there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Broncos uh, country. Let's ride.
0: Yeah. I mean, they might be right now with Sean Payton there. I mean, he, he, uh, realistically, he got his wish. I mean, he wanted Sean Payton, and now he's with Sean Payton. So, it, it if, it's, a, true. if yeah. it's true, yeah,
1: it is weird that, that that happened. But honestly, I don't think it's going to last more than a year for yeah. Russell Wilson. There, that's my personal opinion. I just think he is too much of an ego, and uh, and so does Sean as well. So, I just think they're going to clash. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like we said before, I mean, Sean Payton's. I think got full control over his team so if 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 Russell Wilson doesn't turn things around this year I I think it's a possibility that they look for a trade or just cut their losses and and eat his guaranteed money
1: yeah well you always got the Browns to fall back on if you want to trade away (laughs) yeah big big contracts yeah they, they can't afford him though with Deshaun Watson
0: so yeah, they can. They, they can, can always afford it.
1: They've, they've proven it time after time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they could. I mean, I don't know. I That's a tough decision there. I don't know who I'd
1: rather have Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. They both kind of playing like crap, but uh, probably Deshaun. I think he'll be a little bit better. He hasn't played how long? You know what I mean? It'll take him a little bit, but I think one offseason he'll be all right.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think he'll do better than Russell Wilson will this year. Yeah.
1: I was never a big, um, uh, what you call a fan. Deshaun Watson fan. I think he was more of a prodigy of De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but yeah. he's not a bad quarterback. He's, you know, he's got mobility and some accuracy. So I definitely take him over Russell still. Yeah, I agree. I think Deshaun. He's he's more mobile. Um, and I, th-
0: he's I don't even know why we're
1: discussing this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is, but it's just it's just <laughs> funny because it's the Browns. Yeah. We like to make fun of the Browns.
0: Yeah, I mean they they deserve it. They're <laughs> they're another cringeworthy team. <laughs> they
1: are definitely.
0: Uh. <laughs> All right. So the Chiefs recently promoted quarterbacks coach Matt Nagy to offensive coordinator after the departure of Eric Bieniemy to Washington. Uh, was this the right move for them or should they have made an outside hire for their OC?
1: Personally, I don't think it matters too much. It's gonna be like the same situation that's in Dallas with Mike McCarthy. Right. Um people crying that, you know, you hire within. It doesn't really matter too much when the head coach is calling the plays and uh, you know, running the offense during during the game and um making all the adjustments and everything. Um most most mostly the coordinator is just gonna set up team meetings and kind of keep things, you know, coordinated outside of the game and uh, keep everybody on the same page. But it's not, to me, it's not that big of a deal. I could be wrong. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is definitely Andy Reid's offense. Um, and I,
0: I believe we spoke about one of the reasons that Eric B. left is because he wanted to be able to, to call plays somewhere um, right. because Andy Reid has full control over that right now. So I think Really this is just uh the Chiefs offensive coordinator position right now is really just a, a position that's running meetings and you know, helping these guys understand Andy Reid's playbook. Um but Matt Nagy, he's a he's a pretty good offensive coach. Uh I mean yeah. he's, been, he's been with Andy Reed's staff uh before uh this year and I mean he was the head coach in Chicago for a few years. Yeah, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And before that, he was he was with Andy Reid in Kansas City, so he knows his way around an offensive playbook. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even if he would, uh, you know, happen to call plays and stuff during a game, I think he would do quite all right just because of his experience. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think this was the right the right hire for them. Um, I mean, like I said, he knows his team, he knows Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's been his quarterback's coach now for a year or two, I think. So, um, this was a
1: good fit for them. He just started last year. Yeah, this is a good fit for them. Um, and I agree with this hire. He's been, like you said, there, he's been there before. He was there for like five or six years before. offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. But yeah, yeah once you have head coaching experience, all that other stuff kind of falls into place. He'll be fine, but like, he's not going to be calling plays. So, it's not that yeah. big of a deal. And this might be,
0: uh, an opportunity for him to maybe in the next few years get another shot at a head coaching job somewhere. Um, I, know I, don't kinda, want him. I know he kind of, I know he kind of got <laughs> screwed over uh, in Chicago there after they missed the playoffs for a couple years. Um, but he did; I mean, he did pretty well his first year or two there in Chicago. He took the Bears to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky as quarterback. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I'll give him i uh, I'll give him a plus on that one. That's a hard. Hard thing to accomplish.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he did he did pretty well. I like him as an offensive coach. I, I think he's going to do very well in his new position. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so the Rams have had trade talks about cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Uh, league sources believe it's highly likely that Ramsey is dealt with the coming weeks. He is actually due $17 million in 2023 as his base salary. Do you think anybody is gonna be willing to trade for him and pick up that tab?
1: Yeah, I think he didn't have his best year last year. I've, I think he got burned a lot. Um, no one on the
0: Rams had their best year last year.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's true. Uh, and it could be a prodigy of that. It's just all around a bad team performance. Yeah. Um, but people, a lot of most teams, still think of him as one of the best DBs in the league. So definitely there's going to be teams interested like the lions and Panthers and Raiden Raiders and, uh, chargers. Uh, I see NFL rumors posting about those teams particularly. Um, and I could definitely see the lions going with them. Um, because I feel like lions, that's their next step. They just need a solid defense, especially a secondary and maybe, uh, some kind of pass rusher and, they're an overall good team, then, and it's yeah. kind of weird to th- weird to think because it's the Lions, but um, really, he could make be a game changer for them if he, you know, gets back to what he was and uh, previously before twenty two season. Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the Lions would be a very good fit for him. I mean, other than Aiden Hutchinson on defense, they don't really have any big name guys on defense. So I think for yeah. them to make a splash this off and trade for uh Jalen Ramsey I think would be a huge improvement for this team. Mm-hmm. Um I I could possibly even see him going to maybe a, a team like Indianapolis who needs some help in their secondary. Um Jacksonville I see is a good fit for him. I wouldn't I mean the I don't necessarily like him too much, but I think he's I one think of, he's
1: too much of an ego to go back to go back there.
0: Yeah, I mean that's
1: my thoughts, and that's probably
0: going to be the only thing that's going to maybe prevent a few teams from making a trade for him is because of what his ego is. Um,
1: yeah. That's what you get with diva, diva DBs and diva, diva wide res- uh, receivers. You know what yeah. I mean? The the they're gonna ha- the good ones have egos, and that's just sometimes you have to really deal with.
0: Yeah, I mean he's got the ego of Deion Sanders, but doesn't necessarily play like him sometimes. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i mean not it, many people do though so it's, it's not really true. a good comparison yeah but if
0: you if you're gonna talk trash all the time you know you gotta be able to back it up at least 85 90 90 of the time so i mean but yeah i i agree i think if i if i see him going anywhere it's probably detroit i mean he would be that a, would be sweet yeah he would be a pretty good fit for that team um and who knows? That might be the, enough to push them to the playoffs. You know, because having a guy like Jalen Ramsey on their team last year might have got them that extra win or two that they needed to get to the postseason. So, I yeah, mean, most
1: teams only have that that big one receiver. You know what I mean? Right. Most teams aren't like uh, like say the Eagles this year where Smith really stepped it up as a number two. Most teams don't have that. So, I mean, if you have a Jalen, that's that's a huge plus, especially if he travels with the receiver, which I'm pretty sure he he does travel sometimes. I'm yeah, he not, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does travel sometimes. Yeah. So if you have a traveling DB, that's that's pretty solid overall. Like him, that's that's huge for a team like Lions, man. That's and then you have Hutchinson, and then if you have some get somebody in the front, uh, like a pass good pass rush or beef up the interior of that line, you know they could be a good team, man.
0: Yes, they could They can be a very good team, and they might, like I said, I think we both agreed uh, that they would win the NFC North this coming season. So, I mean, yeah. and they could all, also be a team that's, you know, could be one of the best teams in the NFC this upcoming year, depending on where, could. what they do in this year's draft, you know, what kind of moves, if any, they make in free agency and, and trades possibly getting Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they're going to be a very good team next year. So I mm-hmm. I, I would definitely be excited if I saw that they traded for Jalen Ramsey because that would give them the push that they needed.
1: And I like the Lions. I don't think anybody dislikes the Lions early, so
0: no, not unless you are a fan of another team in the NFC North.
1: Yeah, but they've been such shit for how many years now. Do you really dislike them that much? It's usually, the Vikings or the
0: well, I mean, Packers. Just put put yourself in their shoes. Like, if the Eagles were a shit team for years and they finally did well, would you be happy with that? Yeah, that's the Eagles. Nobody likes the Eagles.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I like you know, I, I like uh, the idea of Jalen Ramsey going to the Lions. I think that would be great. That would. But, uh, all right. So our next topic here, the Broncos have officially named their coaching staff. They hired uh, Joe Lombardi as their offensive coordinator, Vance Joseph is their defensive coordinator, and Ben Kotwika. Is their special teams coordinator, and then they also hired Mike Westoff as an assistant head coach. Do you think this is the pretty good staff here, or do you think they could have done better at some of these spots?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's you know, I like Joe Lombardi. I thought he was, I thought he was pretty good at uh, the Chargers. I didn't really expect them to. I I didn't expect that, but I'm not like that in tune with the Chargers yeah. um, to to release him from offensive coordinator position and uh, hire Kel Moore. But, you know, I, I, I liked him there. I thought he did good with Justin Herbert. And, uh, I, as far as the other, uh, the other was Joseph, Yeah. You know, it's same thing. Um, just a good hire. It's not like anything that I would get excited about. We've seen him before. Um, I don't know, would you get excited about going getting somebody from Denver that <laughs> uh
0: I mean I'm not too excited about these hires. Like Joe, Joe Lombardi.
1: I mean Cardinal I mean, he was how good were the Cardinals right. I mean I mean we're going over the Cardinals today, right? Yeah, we're going over the Cardinals today. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so how good were the Cardinals on that thing? So on uh two thousand twenty he was there for four years, it looks like and yeah. then Broncos before that is the head coach. Yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, more excited about Lombardi than I would be about your defensive coordinator. That's just my opinion. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I wouldn't get, you know, too excited about the offensive coordinator because, I, like I said, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's probably going to be a situation like KC where uh, Sean Payton's probably going to be running the offense. Yeah. So, like the
1: same thing we said. I, I right. don't expect Sean Payton to, I think Sean Payton's always called his plays. Yeah, and at, at, at the Saints, right? Uh, yeah, I don't. I, th- I think in the beginning, even he called the plays.
0: Yeah, I don't remember I mean,
1: him not being called I, the plays. So,
0: yeah, I think he's going to be in full control of the offense. So, I mean, I don't know that I would get too excited about that. You know, any offensive coordinator hire for them this year because, like, he probably won't be calling too many plays. Um, but, like we said, Vance Joseph, with the exception of last year, I think his defense has always been pretty good. Uh, the 2021 Cardinals. Their defense was pretty solid, but last year they they declined significantly. So, I mean, there are other offensive or defensive coordinator hires out there that I would have rather taken than Vance Joseph, like, like I said, the Ryan brothers, the Rex, Rex Ryan. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. happened there. I don't Why know he, either. He hired. Maybe he didn't want to come back to coaching. Maybe he's you know got too much of a good gig going with his ESPN job. He does love it. Yeah, so I don't. I mean, and when you've when you've been coaching, and you finally retire from coaching, and get a desk job like ESPN, like he has, I mean, who knows? You don't necessarily want to travel on the road for and half And you're the getting season. sleep. You get yeah, you're getting sleep. You're in one location all the time. You know, people you spend- don't
1: realize that man, how much these guys, these especially these coordinators that are calling plays and designing plays, and then the head coaches, especially the head coaches, man, they don't sleep. Yeah, like they they talk about it, and they they get very little sleep during regu- uh, during the season, and it's that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy because you know going into a game day, you f- you'd feel like you would need sleep to be all there, and right. these guys just do an incredible job.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can pretty much take your pick with any head coach ever, and they're always one of the first uh, people in the building in the morning and one of the last to leave at night. So. Yeah. I mean, this is being a coach in the, in the NFL is like maybe a sixteen to eighteen hour a day job, and it's usually pretty much year round. So, I and mean, they say they go
1: home once they leave to go home. You know, they they eat a late dinner with their family, most of them, and then they go back into their at home film room and still working. So, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
0: So, yeah, so I mean, like I said, I am not too excited about these hires for their coaching staff. Uh, but who knows? Maybe uh, these are the right guys. Sean Payton obviously knows what he's doing. So if he made the hire, I you know, I trust his decision. And I think this might be a good staff this year. And it might be the staff to maybe get Denver on the, the winning side of things.
1: I think it seemed like Sean Payton, uh, did he have these, like there was rumors speculating that he had these guys put together before um, for the last couple of weeks he's, he was putting together his staff. Do you think, well, like, it was coming down to the wire and you just kind of had to go with who was left and who accepted the jobs? Yeah, I
0: mean, <laughs> that's... I would
1: kind of seems like... Yeah, it.
0: I wouldn't say that's not true. Just like you said, we're coming up, uh, it's March already, the league year starts in a couple weeks, and then we got the draft after that, so I'm sure he wanted to get his staff together as soon as possible so that way they could you know, get a scouting report together and like the Combine's going on this week. So I'm sure he wanted a staff together to get, you know, there to evaluate players and stuff like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to you drag your feet too much on hiring your coaching staff. So, I mean, I don't want to say he hired these guys because that's what he had to deal with or he, <laughs> what he had to work with. But, I mean, it's a possibility that, you know, just to get a coaching staff together, he yeah, kind of hired the people that he interviewed already.
1: Mm. we'll see how it goes i mean seems like his worst coaching staff ever but i could be wrong
0: <laughs> yeah i like i said i don't <laughs> necessarily agree with some of these hires but who knows john knows what he's doing and he's the head the super bowl winning head coach for a reason so we'll see what happens yeah okay speaking of coaching staffs, the coaching staffs the eagles have hired well inside hire seahawks Excuse me, I'm sorry. The Eagles are hiring Seahawks associate <laughs> head coach and defensive assistant Sean Desai as their new defensive coordinator, and they have promoted quarterback coach Brian Johnson to be their new offensive coordinator. So how do you feel about these two hires?
1: Uh, I mean, as far as Brian Johnson, I don't really know too much about him. Right. But uh, Sean, um, he was at the Seahawks last year as an associate. Oh no, yeah, yeah, associate head coach and so defensive assistant. And, yeah. I like, I don't know what the hell an associate head coach is, but defensive assistant. So he's pretty much two different assistants there and then a year before that he was a uh, Bears defensive coordinator and other than that he hasn't called plays ever. So he pretty much has one year of experience calling plays. <laughs> uh I think that's a little bit of concern going from who is it uh, Greg Gannon? Yeah, Jonathan Gannon to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Who was the guy before that? I almost said who was the, two years oh, ago. Greg? Um, uh, no, what was his name?
0: Uh, I know he. Um, shit, what he was heck? he uh, Jim Schwartz.
1: Jim Schwartz. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him. I actually liked Jim Schwartz. I thought yeah, he was good. He did pretty uh, well. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of weird. That's going to be the the problem, in my opinion. It's going to be the lack of experience calling plays. And, uh, from my understanding, he had a, what was it? Vic Fangio. Yeah. That was pretty much his mentor. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about him. I just know what I've been reading and it just seems like it'd be a lack of experience.
0: Yeah. And I think the better, the two would be the inside hire of Brian Johnson. Uh, cause like we said, he was a quarterback's coach. Um, and, you know, obviously they had one of the better offenses in the league this past year, and, you know, they had a pretty solid quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Um, so I think promoting – I was like the idea of when a coordinator leaves promoting a position coach because you guys are familiar with him, um, and I'm sure Jalen Hurts loves that, that his quarterback coach got promoted to offensive coordinator. So, But as far as, you know, Sean Desai – I like you said we don't really know too much about him. I mean he was with the Seahawks last year whose defense didn't really stand out and wasn't really too impressive. So I'm not sure why the Eagles went out and hired this guy when they were more qualified and better candidates out there. Um I mean, you could have pretty much hired, you know, an assistant head coach and a defensive assistant from any team, like you could have went after San Francisco's defensive assistance and had a better hire than him, I, I would imagine. But, you know, who knows? I mean, like we said, you know, a few minutes ago, you know, it's getting down to the wire here as far as coaching staffs need to be put together. So maybe they just, you know, hired a guy that was available and wanted the job and we'll see what happens. I don't think that their defense is going to be as good next year as it was this past year, um, mm-hmm. primarily primarily because of this hire um, so we'll see, you know, I, I wish the guy luck going through a new team a new defensive scheme and everything. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, but
1: the, I think the problem with Brian Johnson is going to be, he was the team's, uh, quarterback's coach for what, two years. You said, I think a few years. Yeah. So he's never really had experience also calling plays. And one thing Nick Sirianni did this year was hand over plays, hand over the play calling. Um, from 2021. So, you know, is he taking that back or is Brian going to be calling plays? Well, I mean, mean? going from quarterback's coach to calling plays, it's huge, huge, you know, gaps of experience needed. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: but when you're the quarterback coach on a team like Philly that's got a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, I would imagine that Brian Johnson was probably Shane Steichen's right-hand man. You know, I I think he knew everything that was going on with this playbook from last year. So I think it's you're going to see a a, probably a similar offense being run to what was this past year just because of the, you know, the quarterback coach being hired. Um, You know, they're probably going to run sort of the same system. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he had a, a large hand.
1: But it's also about situational footballs, right? Yeah, which is where the experience comes in, and that's what we were talking about with other coaches, coaching hires recently. You know,
0: yeah, I mean, there were definitely better candidates out there for offensive and defensive coordinators. Yeah, Um, but I think, like you said, maybe Nick Sirianni is going to go back to calling plays again, and he just wanted some guy there to, to, you know, to help out with the offense. And Brian Johnson was a familiar face. Uh, who knows? I mean, like I said, I don't agree with these uh, coordinating hires either, but we'll see what happens. You know, they're definitely not going to be as good as they were this past year. I don't see them making another Super Bowl run, especially losing both of their coordinators. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, and I know we were super hard on the Eagles this this 2022 season, but right. you got to admit you see a a step a big step back losing those coordinators going to very inexperienced coordinators I just and Sirianni was not good calling plays um the year prior especially for Jalen he just I mean maybe he'll figure it out now seeing what Sean uh um what's his name had done on offense so you know we'll see it's you kind of Teams are also going to have a grasp of what you're going to do, and also that. Did you see that thing? Uh, what do they call that? The tush push or something? Their quarterback what? sneak. <coughs> the oh, quarterback yeah, sneak yeah, yeah. that that no, they call it like the tush push or something yeah. stupid. But uh, some some I forget what team it is, but they put it into uh, what's it? Sean it might have been Sean Payton I was oh, bitching about it and yeah, put yeah, it, yeah. and called up the yeah. NFL, and they're yeah. trying to Vote push on it. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of agree with it in a way because one, it's a very dangerous play, especially for your offensive lineman.
0: Not only that, but for the quarterback too, you got to think he's getting pushed into—he's like being sandwiched in between three or four guys. You yeah, don't think, you don't think he's going to get injured? I mean, if he he gets pushed hard enough from behind and gets pushed from the front too, like you might get like a rib injury or something if he gets crushed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It is. I would like to see that go away because it's almost a hundred. Like they found a a way to get around it. It was yeah. like ninety five. I forget. So ninety some percent success rate on you know fourth and two or less. Yeah, that's so I'm pretty. Insane. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, that would be cool to see go away, though. I I just because I now the thing is not just because the Eagles did it, but now you're going to see so many teams incorporate that into. It's a copycat league, you know. Right. You don't. Uh, I see a lot of Eagles fans getting pissed off about it, but now you're gonna now Eagles are gonna face teams that are also doing it. Now let's right. see how you like it. You know what right. I mean? It's not going to be fair. I just think it is something that we need to get rid of before people really start to get injured, and it also becomes too successful, like the onside kick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, onside I, kick should not be successful at all.
0: No, in my and, it,
1: it rarely is. That's what I mean. It shouldn't be, and people try to like, oh, that needs to be changed. So, also, I seen the Eagles, Nick Sariani put in for trying to have like a fourth and fifteen instead of an onside kick. You know what I mean? Yeah, or whatever. Uh, instead of kicking an onside kick, you do like fifteen yards. That's stupid. That is so yeah. dumb. You, any good quarterback, really, especially if you are you are revolving your offense around that now, and you are adapting to that fourth and 15 is just going to be easy. That is, you should not overcome. You should not be able to overcome keeping the ball that easily. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. I like change of possession games.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, every year the league comes up with these dumbass rules. I to hope they on. don't do that, man. Yeah. That's going to be bad. I don't. Yeah. I think maybe if it doesn't have to, you know, do with, you know, the betterment of, Players not getting injured. I, I don't really think it should be voted on. You know, no, stop. I don't either. Yeah, stop changing the game so much. Just leave it as is.
1: Imagine if it was not an onside kick and your offense gets to stay on, and all they have to do is complete fifteen yards. Yeah, I mean, a team like Mahomes, yeah. they're going to do it every every try, especially yeah. where you're like if you're on their side of the field. <clears throat> that's an easy. Their your defense is never going to have to see the field. Yeah. It's gonna be a huge, huge big scoring game on a lopsided.
0: Yep. And especially and I'm not surprised that Nick Sirianni was the one that brought it up because he basically goes for it on fourth down all the time anyway. So he's gonna if if they make if they would happen to pass a rule, which I highly doubt they highly
1: doubt it, yeah.
0: But he's gonna be a guy that's probably gonna go for that fourth and fifteen onside kick thing every
1: time. Yeah, I don't know. That's that. Like you said, though, that'll never pass. Yeah, and I did. I did like when Sean pitched about the uh, pass interference, and you know they had the review of that. That was cool, but the, the it just went the way I thought it would. The league was so firm on, you know, we're right, so we're just gonna deny everyone anyways. There was like two that actually oh got overturned. Yeah, <laughs> so there was no point in it at the end anyways. I mean, I I still
0: would have left it in. I I don't like that they. I recind- would have too. I don't like that they rescinded it just because of the fact that, yeah. I mean, you would you probably only had a handful of them that were actually overturned, but still, you know, if you're making bad calls and they are being overturned, regardless of the number of times it is, it should still be, you know, it should still be a rule. Like yeah, even if they I like you, that one. Yeah, I liked it too, and I think. Like, I think we talked about this before, but I think most penalties should be able to be challenged and reviewed.
1: Yeah. There's human error. Nobody's blaming the ref for missing it, but it's like yeah, it happens. also, yeah, it happens, it happens in every sport, but you yeah. should be able to challenge it. Right. You know, especially, uh, even if you just wanted to make it the last, you know, two minutes in the fourth and the last two minutes in the first half, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs>
0: All right, so the Commanders released quarterback Carson Wentz. What a shame. Yeah, what, what is, a shame. Shocker. What is, yeah, what's next for him, and do you think he could still be a starter somewhere in this league? Burger King? He'd <laughs> probably make more money. <laughs> no, he won't be a starter, but
1: he'll be somebody's veteran backup. You yeah. know what I mean? He'll be the next, you know, Flacco and, you know, whoever uh, for the next – Four or five years until he decides you know, to hang it up, decides to hang it up, but I don't know. But he's also got a big ego, so I don't yeah, know. I mean, way too big of an ego.
0: I saw, um, I forget where I read it at, but I saw a report saying that he would be a good fit in Kansas City as their backup since Chad Henney's leave- retiring.
1: Uh, yeah, and then I think that would also come as ego because there's no way, chance in hell, you know, you're even competing with the starting quarterback there. So,
0: yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> but like we, like we said, he's he's not going to be a viable starter for basically anyone in this league. So if I, yeah, but I feel to-
1: like if he went somewhere that the starter, like Trey Lance or Jordan Love or somebody, he'd have his ego you know so high in the sky thinking he can compete but it, you're right if oh, he went to yeah. uh, under Mahomes he'd be like okay well there's no chance in hell I'm gonna get to G B one so
0: yeah and I didn't even think about Green Bay I think that would be, be a pretty good fit for him too you No, know
1: well, I would not ever put him behind Jordan Love an up-and-coming well, quarterback him,
0: yeah put him behind Jordan Love and if Jordan Love you know, doesn't happen to work out throw Carson Wentz in there what do you have to lose
1: no, I don't like that. I don't like when they put veteran quarterbacks behind young guys. I think it causes too much chaos. Yeah, what? I mean, Jordan Love isn't that old. So, I mean,
0: pretty much anybody that's going to be his backup quarterback is probably going to be older than him. You know what I mean? Like competing.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm like, not saying.
0: I'm not saying they compete for the job. I'm just saying. Yeah, but George, you know,
1: whence is ego, he's going to try to compete for the job.
0: Yeah, I mean, he'll definitely try to compete for the job, but he's not going to get it. I mean, and like going to KC, I mean, even if, you know, you say with his ego and stuff, but if he comes to the realization that he's not going to be a starter and he's going to have to back someone up, you know, I'd go to KC and sit on the bench and possibly get a a Super Bowl ring. Oh, 100%.
1: Get a second Super Bowl uh, ring, riding the bench.
0: (laughs) I mean, he did contribute to the first one for half of the season. So yeah. I will give him that he did. That was he probably that probably the only year he actually was successful before his injury. So, <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, but I mean yeah. his numbers weren't spectacular. It's just it's just one of those things where the quarterback situations that year weren't the best. So,
0: yeah. I, I don't mean, know. yeah. I think he's he's done as a starter in this league. I think anywhere he goes, is going to be more of a backup role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see all right and speaking of the commanders they used their franchise tag on pro Bowl defensive tackle deron Payne, so he's projected to receive 18.937 million dollars this year on that franchise tag uh who do you think is the next player to get the franchise tag we haven't seen uh anybody but the commanders throw their franchise tag on a player yet
1: you you mean in the league yeah um I don't know. Uh I I could speak for my own team. I know Tony Tony Pollard's probably going to get it. Um as far as other teams, true, I'm trying to think. That wasn't in our uh in our notes. You kind of threw that one at me. Uh, I mean I I could see like Lamar
0: Jackson possibly being the next guy. Yeah, we did
1: already see talks about that. Um Yeah, cuz they are far apart on contract negotiations, so I mean, a lot of quarterbacks in the league are, not a lot, but there's some quarterbacks in the league that are getting close to that kind of situation. Uh, what's going over in, going on and over in Titans? I haven't seen anything.
0: Uh, as far as I know, the last report I heard is they're planning on sticking with Ryan Tannehill.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. So what are you doing about that? Cause what's his contract? What's up?
0: Uh, no, I think he's still under contract for another year. Cause okay. I th- he signed a two- or three-year deal, I think not too long ago. So I think he's still under contract, but I don't think that they would throw a franchise tag on him.
1: I mean, no, would, if you're still under contract, right. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. I mean, most teams are going to use it on somebody. So, or we uh, might even see, you know,
0: Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. They, they might be one of the next guys to get tagged.
1: Listen with the salary cap. Yeah, I mean, the salaries now that they make, it's better to tag somebody and bite the bullet for one year getting paid market market value than, you know, messing up like, you know, we were talking about earlier, Carson Wentz, where Eagles messed up with him and got lucky that they got out of it. Uh, It's it's just better. Like Daniel Jones, um, like you just stated, would you want to see him have another year? I mean, I hate to say this, but, uh, and people are going to really bash me if, you know, if we have an Eagles follower, uh, J- Jalen Hurts. Uh, I see all these contract talks and stuff. I would do the same thing Dallas did with Dak, um, throw a tag on him. Um, you know, I, I just – two thousand going from 2021 to 2022, he had complete opposite sides of the world seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had a very, very poor year where they were talking about possibly redrafting Another quarterback, or looking into veterans, to taking his team to a Super Bowl—is um, it realistic, or was it a a team effort? You know what I mean. Yeah. So um, that would be my big pick for one. I think the Eagles will jump the gun too soon, like they did with Wentz, um, and get him signed. So, you know, that would be that's what I would do. Yeah, I I agree
0: with you. I mean. I think, you know, it's maybe too soon to give Jalen Hurts a contract. I mean, we've only really seen one strong season from him. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year he did he did decent, uh, but it wasn't nearly as well as this year. So, I mean, and he's not up for a franchise tag yet, though. But I can see, you know, the Giants possibly franchise tagging Saquon or Daniel Jones, uh, like we talked about Lamar getting franchise tagged uh, by the Ravens, which I think is a smart move for them. Like, You're right.
1: Jalen Hurts still has one more year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I but, forgot he got drafted only.
0: And I hate to say it, but I think the Eagles are going to make a dumb move and and throw a huge contract at him this upcoming year.
1: They're going to. before his it.
0: Yeah, just before his contract expires, they're going to extend him to a, a huge contract extension. And, and I hate to say it, but I think it's the wrong move. Especially
1: um, to have as much talent around him as you had this year, right? Um, just keep him on his rookie deal and try to make another Super Bowl push and big splash plays again. Yeah, you know that's that's my opinion. I think Jalen would honestly be okay with that. I mean, if it means another Super Bowl chance, you'd yeah. think. He I seems mean, driven to that,
0: yeah. Well, who knows? A lot of these guys play that song and dance their whole career, and then when it time comes, time for you know the contract, they're all yeah. about the money. So, and I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, getting the guaranteed money is probably the better thing to do because of you know injuries and stuff that you could accrue throughout your career. So, it's always right. a good, it's always a good idea to try to get that guaranteed money, but don't be all about the money. you know, make it about winning championships because that's realistically what you're there to do.
1: Be a Tom Brady, not an Aaron Rodgers.
0: Right. Yeah. And who knows what's going on with him. And he got out of his darkness retreat last week and never so. leave. <laughs> but we don't Dude get into Dude is a that. weirdo. We're,
1: Dude is a weirdo. We won't get
0: into that tonight. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I have a couple more topics here. The next one we're going to get into is the Giants have announced that they plan to release wide receiver Kenny Galladay on March 15th, which is the first day of the new league year. This will save them six point seven million against their salary cap by waiting until March fifteenth. Do you think Kenny Galladay could be productive for any team looking for a receiver this off season?
1: Uh, I mean, he's been with Giants the last two seasons. Uh, did you even look <laughs> at his stats, man? Yes, I, I could, I honestly yeah. could not even believe it, dude. You know what's what funny? I had to look on multiple websites to verify this is correct. He had he played all all of the games this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. He had six receptions for 81 yards. How many touchdowns? One touchdown.
0: Yeah. And you know what the funniest (laughs) thing is? I was scrolling through Facebook today, and I saw a picture of Darius Slay thinking it was going to be something good, but it said Darius Slay is the only player in NFL history to allow a Giants Kenny Galladay to score a touchdown. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <true>. <laughs> oh, uh, and they thought he was the next biggest thing. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, last year, just it's not even just this season. I mean, last year he had a better uh, season, but yeah. he had thirty-seven. I don't have how many games he played last year right now, but uh, thirty-seven receptions, five hundred twenty-one yards, and zero touchdowns last year. So, yeah. I mean, he's definitely not a fit in, at at New York. He had better time at Detroit under with uh, Matt Stafford. Yeah, but um, I mean, his last year in Detroit, which Matt Stafford was still there, he had uh, 338 yards. Yeah, uh, and then he had two back-to-back thousand-yard uh, years. So uh, <laughs> he, I, I don't know. I just don't see it anymore.
0: Well, I mean, he could he could still be a productive wide receiver if he was in the right situation. Like you said, he had a, a few thousand receiving yard years with Matt Stafford. I mean not saying that Matt Stafford is the greatest quarterback ever but he's definitely a better quarterback than uh, Daniel Jones is. Uh, so when you when at this you, point in time, not right now, but I'm saying yeah, 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 back yeah, yeah. when Kenny Galladay was there. Right, yeah. So I think even you know if he goes to a team you know that has a better quarterback than Daniel Jones, which is a lot of teams in this league, I think he could be uh, you know not the best receiver but he could probably you know put up seven 800 yards and maybe get four or five touchdowns i mean i think he could still be a contribution to a team looking for a good number two or, or slot receiver or something like
1: that so i, I think write- in today's league he makes a good three with yeah. what he's with his r- recent production i mean he yeah. hasn't had a or last three seasons he hasn't had a season over 520 yards so yeah i mean i think he's gonna be uh,
0: you know, like I said, a pretty good number two, number three somewhere with a good quarterback situation. So I mean, he's definitely gonna get signed somewhere. It's just not gonna be a huge money contract and it might not be a team he wants to play for, but he's gonna have to.
1: He's gonna go to a team, end up like a team like uh um I almost said Buccaneers of Brady. <laughs> uh <laughs> like uh Mahomes or somebody and he's gonna make us look like assholes because it's Mahomes and he yeah. makes everyone look like a superstar. Or, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. He he would be a he would be a good fit there. Uh, I'm sure. Is Juju Juju was more than a year contract?
0: No, Juju was a one year. So he's a one year.
1: I wonder yeah. if they bring him back, and then they might. And Just, then you know, dip into Galladay, and you know, they like they kind of like those those not the castoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. like kind of like the guys that are made to be bounce around journeymen... Because yeah. you have such a good – you have a, a quarterback that, you know, he pretty much spreads the ball around everywhere. And then they utilize their tight end so much. They really don't need an insane, you know, a Devontae Adams quarterback, uh, receiver there. I feel like it would be kind of a waste. Right. I mean, he yeah, he would
0: definitely be a good fit in KC if they would happen to not bring Juju back. Because if they do resign Juju, you know, you're going to have Juju, you're going to have uh, Tony, you're going to have MVS, Marquez valdez Gatling, and then, of course, you're going to have the best tight end in football, Travis Kelsey. So I don't really see a need for a guy like Kenny Galladay in KC. But, you know, I think he's cheap enough. I'm sure he will be cheap enough. I, I think he would have success there just because of, you know, the talent that's going to be on that roster.
1: Yeah. Hey, just random. This is completely off topic, but did you see Josh Gordon was in the XFL XFL. That's yeah. so random.
0: Yeah, There's a lot of uh, former NFL players in there like it, uh, AJ McCarron. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. It up.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, but it's, do you think majority of these people, especially the ones you never heard of are still top in the world? Probably. Right.
0: Uh, I mean, I think, I don't know that they're top in the world, but I think that these guys could probably, you know, do like backup roles in the NFL and stuff like that. But, you know, a guy like uh, Josh Gordon, I think he could still. Oh, he's insane. Yeah. He could still play football. He just couldn't uh,
1: quit smoking pot. Isn't that what it was? <laughs> yeah,
0: but now it's legal. So he's. Yeah, anyways. They don't even test for that in the NFL drug test anymore. So, but yeah. Uh, not, not to get too off topic, but yeah, those those XFL guys. Some of those guys can ball out, and I think yeah. AJ, McC- AJ McCarron's probably the best one in that league right now. He's he's playing lights out football.
1: Uh, well, we better get to our uh, yep. our uh, major
0: topics. Our state of the franchises this evening tonight. We are going to start off with the Arizona Cardinals, who are picking third overall in this year's draft. They finished with a four and thirteen record which was good enough to be last place in the NFC West. Um, Right now, they're going to go over some offensive statistics here. Points per game. They averaged 20 points per game this season, which was good enough to be 21st in the league. Yards per game. They averaged 323.5, which was 22nd in the league. Yards per play was 4.8 yards, which was 29th. They were, 35.19% on third down conversions, which was 26th. Fourth down conversions, they were 43.9%, which was 24th. Red zone scoring, they were, red zone scoring touchdown percentage, excuse me, was 56.82%, which was number 11 in the league, which is their best offensive statistic. Um, They averaged 2.2 touchdowns per game, which was 19th in the league. Rushing yards or rushes per game was 25.5, which was 20th. Rushing yards per game, they had 110.2, which was 22nd. And then passing yards per game, they were 213.3, which was 18th. And they threw 2.56% interceptions, which was 18th in the league. So this offense here, pretty much middle of the pack, end of the pack, nothing too impressive. Um, even when uh Kyler Murray was out there, he didn't look too good. So, I mean, definitely need some help with this offense. I know they talked about getting rid of um Hopkins, I know he's going to be on the trade block this coming season. So, yeah. I, th- they definitely need some help. I know they're getting Zach Ertz back. Uh, some other key players coming back is obviously Kyler Murray coming off of that. Uh, surgery that he had when he tore his ACL late in the season. Um, On defense, they're going to have linebackers Zayvon Collins coming back and safety Buda Baker coming back. And then another big one on offense is their offensive tackle, Calvin Beecham. So, I mean, like I said, their offense definitely needs some help. They were kind of, you know, middle of the field here this offseason. But how did their defense do this past year?
1: I mean, the same – it's it's not very good at all they were 31st <laughs> they were in like 31st uh in in a uh, total defense um and they were pretty much bottom of the I'm not going to just shoot through all of them but they were pretty much bottom at all, all of the all the the positions especially when it comes to a uh... sorry i'm fumbling through my my notes here Especially when it comes to uh like edge and all that. They were they did not have a good sack percentage at all. Um I I think going into the draft, especially for this team, um, I mean maybe you'd agree with me, but um what I'm drafting into this the main players I'm drafting into this is all defense. That's yeah. my first that's my first three picks. Uh I know they needed offensive line and stuff like that, but um to help Kyler out, but you know um yeah. I'm picking all defense because of their ranks. Um I just I I seen and this is where Eagles um defensive coordinator just came from. Yep. So this is what we were talking about earlier. Um I know he didn't have a lot to work with um besides Brudebaker. <laughs> Who do you really have?
0: I mean, uh, Buda Baker, J.J. Watt, Zayvon Collins.
1: Yeah, J.J. Watt. He's
0: yeah. You know. I mean, he J.J. Watt is. He still had double digit sacks this past year. He was still, you know, a force to be reckoned with. But not necessarily as good as he has been in, in years past. Um, yeah. But you know, like you said, they hired you know former Eagles defensive coordinator uh, Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. And so before we get into anything else, do you think Kyler Murray is this franchise's quarterback?
1: Um, I think he is until his contract is up because it's so beefy. <laughs> uh the funny the but funny, they just signed him what, two years ago?
0: Yeah. he just signed a huge contract not too long ago. But yeah, the, the, it was two
1: it was it was two thousand twenty offseason, right? Because there's a yeah. whole that you need to study thing. Yep.
0: <laughs> The the weird thing is though Jonathan Gannon, the guy that I just hired for their head coach, he said he wouldn't have taken this job if Kyler Murray wasn't here. Which is he just, wouldn't
1: have he wouldn't have taken this job if Kyler Murray wasn't here. So yeah. he wanted Kyler Murray, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, which is weird to me. It's, I just I, I don't see the whole Kyler Murray thing. I just don't get it. I, I mean don't either. He's not that great. And I don't know if this was, you know, they've hired Jonathan Gannon and, and pretty much said, hey, Kyler Murray has a pretty big contract. He's your quarterback, and he said, "Okay, I agree with that." But I mean, it, I, I mean, he could be successful with the right guys around him. Um, you know, and some of their team needs. Uh, you know, on defense, they need quarterback, uh, cornerback, and defensive line. But yeah. on off, on offense, they uh, they need offensive line help, but they also need a good running back. And I feel like if you put you know players around Kyler Murray, he can be somewhat successful. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that's going to win this team a Super Bowl, um, but you know there's a lot of good running backs coming up in this year's draft, which I can see possibly Arizona going after. Uh, maybe not with their their uh, first round pick because they pick pretty early. I think they're going to go.
1: Yeah, they're definitely going edge. Really, yeah, they? edge.
0: Uh, you know, linebacker, some some type of defensive help,
1: mm-hmm. and.
0: Uh, you know, but like I said, running back would be good for them, and a guy that I really like coming into this year's draft is the running back from Texas, uh, Bijan Robinson. I think he could really help this offense out. Um, you know, and then maybe in the later rounds, you know, after you get some defensive help, you know, maybe get a receiver or two since you're getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but like I said, yeah, you, like-
1: also, you also have that old Miss running back Zach Evans and yeah. he's probably gonna go in like the fifth or sixth round and he's still a pretty good running back this is a like you said these these drafts are pretty blo- pretty loaded with uh running backs so yeah. it's not like you need to take them top three top four anymore you can get quality running backs in you know top five of your draft you know what I mean your top five yeah. picks
0: yeah I mean this team definitely needs a lot of help the four win team is is isn't very good. Um, the what team? Four win. They have four um, wins. Oh, four win. Yeah, yeah, four wins team. Uh, but yeah, they have they have a pretty decent roster coming back. I think this team what helped or didn't help them this past year was injuries. Like I said, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray went down. Hopkins uh, was suspended for the first few Oh, games. that's right.
1: Yeah, he yeah. was because I had him in my fantasy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I was laughs> six games, I think. Yeah.
1: It took forever to get him. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then uh, Zach Ertz, <coughs> their tight end, he went down with injury pretty early on in the year too. So, I mean, I think once you get guys like that back, like when Kyler's back, when Zach Ertz is back, uh, D.I.J. Hopkins won't be there. He's um, definitely getting traded, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and I think bringing in a new – fresh defensive head coach uh, like Jonathan Gannon is really going to help rejuvenize this defense and this team. So I think as far as where they're going to finish in 2023, I I don't see them winning this division, but I definitely see them, you know, maybe – you know, third place, maybe second place. I don't know. This is NFC West is just too tough of a, of a division right now. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think the Rams are going to be better than they were. So it's just tough. You know, I, I give the benefit of the doubt. They're going to have a first year head coach. Um, so I would say a solid finishing place for them in their division would probably be third.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I kind of agree. I think, I think they'll, they'll finish third. Um, also, I wanted to say it's kind of a both of our teams today. You know, I know, I know that they're in, in order, but they're third in. Am I seeing third in Saksavage? Oh no, 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 no! I'm reading the wrong stat here. Okay, never mind. Completely uh, <laughs> x that one out. I was, I was, I was like, what the hell? Why am I seeing that? But it, I don't know what that means. I don't. Know. What's yeah. SC percentage?
0: SC percentage?
1: Yeah, I've never heard of that. I, and I I, I clicked on it and it... I don't know.
0: Percentage maybe? I don't know.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's under penalties now that I'm seeing it. I don't know. Under penalties. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is.
0: Never yeah, I'll have to look SC. that up
1: then. I'll have to look up it up later. But yeah, I've never seen it before. I clicked on it. I was like, why are they third in sack percentage? They are not third in sack percentage. And then I realized, oh, that's under penalties. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, keep going. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: like I said, I think they're going to finish third in the division. I don't see them doing really any better than that because this is a pretty mm-hmm. good division. I, I can see San Francisco probably winning it again this year. And, you know, Seattle probably finishes up second place uh, or the Rams finish second place. But I think the they're going to either finish third or fourth in their division this year. All right. Okay. So our next team will be drafting fourth overall in this year's NFL draft. That would be the Indianapolis Colts. They finished their 2022 campaign at 4, 12, and 1, which, believe it or not, was not last in the AFC South. They finished third place in front of the Texans. (laughs) Uh, As far as uh, offense for them, points per game, they averaged 17, which was 30th in the league. They had 311.6 yards per game, which was 27th. Uh, Their third down conversion percentage was 32.8%, which was 29th. Fourth down percentage was 46.15, which is 23rd. They were dead last in touchdowns per game with just over one. (laughs) Uh, Their red zone scoring percentage for touchdowns was 45.83, which was 29th in the league. Um, They averaged rushing yards per game 109.8, which was 23rd. Um, And then passing yards per game was 201.9, which was also 23rd. Uh, And they were 28th in the league in allowing their quarterback to be sacked. So uh, this seems to be the the running consensus here with these first few teams we're doing. Their offenses are all not very well. I mean, Indianapolis – They're, you know, pretty much towards the uh, bottom of the league as far as their offensive stats. Um, And as
1: as far as their defense, I mean, you're talking the same thing here. Yeah. And I'm not going to go over all the defensive stats because uh, we're running out of time here. But um, Colts are 30th ranked in defensive rank total overall. And I can go over a few if you want to. But, yeah, go ahead. uh, As far as, let's see. Passing passing defense, they're ranked. Uh, let's see here. I'm missing up, messing it up, man. <laughs> it's getting at uh, a twelfth. I'm sorry. Passing defense, they're ranked twelfth, and that's actually not too bad. Um, yeah. That's not bad compared to to uh, the last team we were just talking about. And mm-hmm. then where they really lacked was a uh, rushing defense, which was they were twenty first in the league, um, and. You know, a lot of that had to do with maybe what what division they're in, yeah. but um, I don't know. I thought uh, what's his face Sunday, Saturday, whatever the hell his last Jeff name Saturday. is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it would have been better if his last name was Sunday. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought he did decent for a guy that didn't never had that kind of experience. Um, yeah. Would you thought, consider him? I mean, he was an offensive player, but yeah. Do you I think mean, he uh, had more contribute to the offense than what he did to the defense, or he just um, kind of let his coordinators do their thing?
0: I don't nece- I don't know the you know logistics of it all, but I would imagine that he had some say in what was going on on the offense. I don't necessarily think he was calling all the plays, but I think he had a hand in that. But I don't. I don't think he should have ever been hired for this job. I mean, he won one game as a head coach against the the Raiders. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, his lack of experience showed. Um, and I definitely would have, you know, hired, you know, someone on the coaching staff that was there already as the interim head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, the guy that they hired to be their new head coach, former Eagles OC Shane Steichen. I think he's probably the right guy for the job. Um, oh, much better
1: than Saturday. Yeah,
0: I can see him coming in and you know, turning things around with his offense. Um, Their biggest need right now is definitely a quarterback. Um, I, I don't think there's any okay. way around it. And mm-hmm. who knows, they, they're picking fourth, but they might trade up because I know the Texans are going to be taking a quarterback too who drafts. Second two spots ahead of them, so they might trade up to get the Bears pick just so they can get their guy. Um, and I can see them getting a guy like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, whoever's available to them. If they don't, if they wouldn't happen to trade up,
1: yeah. And they definitely need a uh, offensive line. Um, they they do have uh, Quentin Nelson. Oh he's, God, he's, he's he's probably one of the best. He's my favorite offensive lineman in this league right now. And then they have Brandon Smith. Um, they're both going to return, um, yeah. obviously. But uh, <coughs> their center, Ryan Kelly, he's a bit of a uh, up in the air with yeah. what's going on. And then, um, as far as I know, the right tackle situation is not very good. So, we we should see uh, something drafted there within the first three rounds of their offensive line. And then... Just like most teams, they could use a defensive end and uh, then wide receiver. and they Need to start looking at that.
0: Yeah, yeah, they could. Like I said, definitely their number one need right now is quarterback. Uh, but they, <coughs> like, like you said, they Sorry. do they do need a little help on O line. Uh, wide receivers they could definitely use. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, defensive end, defensive line they could use as well, uh, and then defensive backs they could also use. Uh, but a couple of guys, key guys, coming back next year. Uh, defensive lineman DeForest Buckner, he's uh, he's coming back next year. Uh, offensive guard Quentin Nelson, who's one of my favorites, is coming back. Defensive back Stephon Gilmore. You got running back Jonathan Taylor coming back, and then you have linebacker Shaquille Leonard coming back from that injury he suffered uh, mid-season. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, they've definitely got some talent on this team. I mean, if I think if they can get a quarterback and some wide receiver help and stuff like that, O-line help, I mean, I think this could be a dangerous team. Maybe not this year because of them, you know, they're going to be having a rookie quarterback coming in. But I think, you know, maybe in the next two, three seasons with this new head coach, with the team he's going to be building, um, I think this can be a pretty solid team in the AFC.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like their new offensive coach. Uh, he did a great job in Philly, calling plays. Um, Andrew Luck, I predict he's going to come out of retirement <laughs> for his, You know, his fourth season. Yeah, What do he play I, like three seasons and then retire? I think he played like six or seven, but I think it was like six. Yeah, but I've never. <laughs> the guy was like, he literally got this because they had. When's the last time they had a good offensive line? He just got destroyed. Like he every was play
0: pretty much every year. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't all their offensive line, but he was literally destroyed like every play. So, uh, and then Matt Ryan. You know that was. <laughs> I, I knew that was not good.
0: Yeah, uh, that wasn't going to work out.
1: What is the situation with Matt Ryan?
0: Uh, I don't know uh, if he's retiring, retired. or I, I haven't heard anything about it yet. I he definitely hasn't made a decision. I just know the Colts are not going to bring him back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, he's a good – that's the guy you want to put behind, like, a Jordan to. Love. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, like, obviously Love would get experience – like, knowledge from him, like he yeah. got from Aaron and stuff. Because we could both kind of guess that Aaron's not going to come back, right? Uh, I think it's looking more and more like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not to get too up it, because we still want yeah. like him. Finish, finished but like that's matt ryan is a guy that i would move to a team like you know packers to more more so for his knowledge and yeah. his you know assistance because sometimes those qb peers are better than like a coach you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i agree i think you know like we said he, matt ryan's definitely not going back to indianapolis but i i would wouldn't mind seeing him in green bay uh he is one definitely one of the smarter quarterbacks in this league yeah. So to help develop a guy like uh, Jordan Love uh, would be beneficial to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this team, this Indianapolis Colts team, I don't see them winning the division anytime soon. Um, Why not? I think Jacksonville's probably going to be, and I don't want to jinx it because I'm a Jaguars fan, <laughs> but I think they're probably going to be the best. The team in that division next year uh, I think the Colts will probably You know finish third Behind Tennessee
1: I'm going second Second you
0: think they're going to do better than Tennessee
1: I think they're going to get a studded quarterback And he, he may not be You know a knight in shining armor his first year But he's going to yeah. be good enough And there's there's going to be I think they're, they're going to The way this offensive coordinator uh, Changed Jalen's game I think it's going to change whoever they get, whether it's Shroud or whatever his Shrouded, name is from Ohio you know. State and you know all those guys. Uh, most of them are running quarterbacks nowadays. Uh, you don't see too many quarterbacks like uh, Mac Jones anymore. He was one of the rare ones that just aren't very mobile. Yeah, Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's usually not the early round picks, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Mac Jones is slow as hell.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, is what well, like he's a kind of like a diamond, like not a diamond rough. What's the word I'm thinking of? Like kind of the odd man out now, right? Yeah, uh, he's not. You don't see too many like, I guess you could say Justin Herbert, but he's a little more mobile. Uh, yeah. Not like a Jalen Hurts, but no, no, no. Yeah, uh, uh, most coming to these guys coming to college now, they're going to be mobile. Um, so you know, he's he's the man for the job. They definitely got the right um guy calling the plays now and calling the shots. Uh, I think this team's going to be second behind Jaguars. I don't think it's going to be close to Jaguars, but there's not much competition with the Texans and uh, Titans. I don't I don't think Titans are going to do much. I think Derrick Henry looks – I don't know. I don't know what I think Derrick Henry looks like, but it's not good. Uh, so, and, and he's coming off an injury. What he pulled is – it wasn't his hamstring, but maybe his – was this uh, ACL? There, no, I don't, I don't remember what it was. Knee. Uh, it
0: was, uh, yeah, something with his. It was just. It wasn't anything serious. It was a pulled muscle or something. Oh, and really? He, yeah, he did miss, you know, a little bit of time. I mean, he hasn't been has uh, been the
1: same since. It seems so. It must have been no. kind of serious.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely wasn't as good as he was the previous year. He declined a little bit, but he was still you know up there with yards and stuff i mean he's always going to be probably one of the top backs in the league and i think he'll be one of the top backs in the league next year so don't shy away from him in your fantasy drafts but
1: i think it also comes down to them not having a quarterback i mean yeah what do you really do you really are you really going to drop back and worry about matt ryan <laughs> no no you know what i mean so yeah. what are you going to do you're going to stack the box to that freak freakazoid who's running the ball
0: right right uh so I mean, they like I said, I, I could see them finishing third place in this league in this division. I don't see them really winning. Be... Well, we we'll agree to disagree on that one. We'll see what happens this coming year. But I think they're going to be not too great, but I think they're going to start to establish themselves and start to rebuild this team this year. This is a rebuilding year for them, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, I think they're moving in the right direction as far as their their coaching staff hires. Um, as far as you know, who they're going to pick in this year's draft? Um, so I'm as as you know, as a Jaguars fan and division rival, of the Colts. You know, I don't want to see them be too successful, but I'm excited to see where this
1: franchise goes in the next coming years. Hey, you know how bad AFC was this year? We did just like. We didn't expect it to be. I mean, AFC I and mean, NFC. I don't know if I said AFC, but NFC was this year. We just, yeah. we didn't expect it to be that terrible. Yeah, and just like it was pretty much like it got to the point where it's like, okay, this is 49ers, Dallas, or Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah. I do you think it flips and it ends up being AFC this year, and then some of these AFC te- or NFC teams are like all of a sudden competitive because. We haven't um, seen this in the AFC yet for a long um, time.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I think for a long time coming, we're going to see the AFC be more dominant just because of the teams that they have. Like, you could you know, KC, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Um, yeah. Every
1: division has a a pretty significant top dog.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the AFC is definitely the better conference. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, like we said, the teams like Casey, Cincy, uh, Buffalo, you know, they all have young talent that's probably going to be there for quite some time. So I don't see them ever declining too much in the f- coming years just because of, the, you know, the, the young talent that they have that's going to be there for a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, do just something weird to think about.
0: <laughs> all right. So that is going to wrap it up for another week's edition of Late Hit. Um, next week, we are going to be doing. So, next week is going to be a little weird because Denver and Los Angeles Rams are going to be the next two teams we talk about. But they technically don't have uh, their picks because Denver traded theirs to Seattle. And or, I'm sorry, Seattle has Denver's fifth pick, and the Lions have the Rams' sixth pick. So, the 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 Denver and Los Angeles don't have their picks, but we're still going to discuss them because they are the next two teams in, in order here. So Denver and the Los Angeles Rams will be our two teams next week. When and are going to get
1: into the fun teams?
0: <laughs> that's going to be probably a few weeks. <laughs> we're, we're still on the teams that didn't do too well this year. Maybe
1: we need to skip a couple.
0: <laughs> hey, next week we get to talk about our boy Russell Wilson, Now we get to talk about the Broncos, so Oh yeah. That's <laughs> so wonderful. we're gonna we're gonna have some fun topics to discuss about the Broncos and the Rams next week. Uh but we thank you guys for tuning in as always. We appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to follow us, like us, comment, subscribe, and listen. Our Twitter handle is at late hit I am at t underscore Luddy and Matt is at Matt PFR. Thanks you thanks for tuning in, you guys. Thank